Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 2 Corinthians 12. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we thank you for the, the thorns in our life, the troubles, the pain that lead us to you. Amen. 2 Corinthians 12. It is necessary to boast, it is not profitable, but I will proceed to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ fourteen years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or outside the body I do not know, God knows, such a man was caught up to the third heaven. And I know this man, whether in the body or apart from the body I do not know, God knows, that he was caught up to paradise and heard words not to be spoken, which it is not permitted for a person to speak. On behalf of such a person I will boast, but on behalf of myself I will not boast, except in my weaknesses. For if I want to boast, I will not be foolish, because I will be telling the truth. But I am refraining so that no one can credit to me more than what he sees in me or hears anything from me, even because of the extraordinary degree of the revelations. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, in order that it would torment me, so that I would not exalt myself. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, because the power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, rather, I will boast most gladly in my weaknesses, in order that the power of Christ may reside in me. Therefore, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in calamities, in persecutions, and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. I have become a fool. You compelled me, for I ought to have been commended by you. For I am in no way inferior to the preeminent apostles, even if I am nothing. Indeed, the signs of an apostle have been done among you with all patient endurance, both signs and wonders and deeds of power. For in what respect are you made worse off more than the rest of the churches, except that I myself was not a burden to you? Forgive me this wrong. Behold, this third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be a burden to you, for I am not seeking your possessions, but you. For children are not obligated to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. But I will spend and be expended most gladly for your lives. If I love you much more, am I to be loved less? But let it be, I have not been a burden to you, but because I was crafty, I took you by cunning. I have not taken advantage of you through anyone whom I sent to you, have I? I urged Titus to go, and I sent the brother with him. Titus did not take advantage of you, did he? Did we not conduct ourselves in the same spirit? Did we not walk in the same footsteps? Have you been thinking all this time that we are defending ourselves to you? We are speaking in Christ before God, and all these things, dear friends, are for your edification. For I am afraid, lest somehow when I arrive I will not find you as I want, and I may be found by you as you do not want. I am afraid lest somehow there will be strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, pride, disorder, I'm afraid lest when I come again my God will humiliate me in your presence, and I will grieve over many of those who sinned previously 
and have not repented because of their impurity and sexual immorality and licentiousness that they have practiced. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 11, Paul was listing things that he has gone through in the service of Jesus. Now, in chapter 12, he tells about a vision he had. He speaks of it in the third person. Likely, the false teachers were saying that Paul didn't get real visions and revelations from God. Seems odd that Paul picks this vision rather than the appearances of Jesus to him to commission him. But perhaps Paul thought that this type of vision would be a better answer to what the false teachers were saying. In any event, it is interesting to us and leaves us with more questions than answers. What he talks about sounds sort of like the near-death experiences you can hear people talk about when they basically died on the operating table in the hospital and then come back to life. So one theory is that Paul is talking about the time that he was stoned to death in Acts chapter 14 and then came back to life. Perhaps during that time when he was dead, he went to heaven and heard some things he couldn't talk about. But Paul says very little about this. Verse 6, For if I want to boast, I will not be foolish, because I will be telling the truth. But I am refraining, so that no one can credit to me more than what he sees in me or hears anything from me. So Paul is saying he doesn't want people to just listen to him because he saw this vision. What Paul continues to do is more important. And then Paul talks about his thorn in the flesh. That is also interesting to us. And again, we don't have much information. Perhaps the Corinthian Christians knew what this thorn was, but the Holy Spirit has not chosen to reveal that to us. Perhaps it is vague so that we can better apply it to our lives. Paul asked God three times to remove this thorn, and God said, My grace is sufficient for you, because the power is perfected in weakness. So Paul says he will be happy with his weakness. Paul finishes his defense of himself. The Corinthians should have been the ones defending Paul against the false teachers, because they knew how Paul had been with them for over a year. But instead, they were on the fence, or were even going over to these false teachers, and Paul had to defend himself. Paul asked what he had ever done wrong to them. The only thing he can think of is in not taking their money. And Paul says ironically, forgive me this wrong. But he says he will still not accept money from them. Then Paul says in verse 19, Have you been thinking all this time that we are defending ourselves to you? We are speaking in Christ before God, and all these things, dear friends, are for your edification. It sure sounded like Paul was defending himself, but what Paul is saying is that he wasn't defending himself for the sake of himself and his honor. He was giving them a defense against the false teachers. The reason the false teachers were attacking Paul was so that they could attack Paul's preaching and insert their own teaching instead. So Paul is giving them a defense so they do not turn away from the truth. Paul says he is coming to them, and he is afraid that they will have gone into sinful living. And he's going to have to deal with that. But hopefully by this letter, he can keep them away from the false teachers who were teaching that these sins were okay. And now for a deeper dive. What is your thorn in the flesh? Paul was so vague that it could have been a physical disability or a disease, a specific person, or some limitation. A thorn is painful, but it won't kill you but you really want to pull it out of your skin. Paul wanted to be rid of this pain. What good is pain and weakness? God told Paul it would point him to God's strength. When it shows us that we cannot handle life by ourselves, 
when we go to God. So how do you like your thorn? Well, what if it is the best way to turn you to God? If you didn't have that thorn, maybe you would forget God. Maybe that thorn is the best thing that we have in our lives. Perhaps like Paul, we should be thankful for that thorn and be happy about it. But Paul didn't get there right away. He prayed about it several times before he learned that. So we might need to pray about our thorns a bit too before we can see them properly. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.